10 minutes remaining. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Happy from 10K Dollar Day. It is Sunday, December 13th, 2020. I'm Lulu Picard. I'm Allison Burns. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we just want to be there for you. You can also hear our voices on our other podcast. It's called 10K Dollar Day. It's a comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel. And every week we spend 20K. You got to figure that one out. <laughs> on some imaginary luxury travel. That's the that's the kicker, guys. That's the kicker. But this is the 10-Minute Daily Happy. That's right. And this week, we're talking about Blue Apron, the OG of meal home delivery services. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone since its launch in 2012. And there are so many reasons to give Blue Apron a try, like affordability. But there's also so much more that we're going to talk about all this week. That's called a teaser. But in the meantime, (laughs) you can check it out at 10kdollarday.com. Slash Blue Apron. We like to make all of our teasers here as subtle as possible. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed that with our intro in general. That's right. That's what we like to do. We should have talked about this earlier, but I just forgot. But just to let you know, everyone, you have two days left officially to select your health insurance if you have to go on the marketplace here in America. Now, there are a lot of us whose health insurance choices have changed in the past mm-hmm. year because maybe you used to get it through your employer, maybe you didn't. So I have never looked at the marketplace before. I'm going to be looking at that as well with all of you. So just, uh, you know, prepare for some different processes, make yourself a nice hot beverage and, yeah. and settle in and and try to figure that out. But just to remind you, the deadline is December 15th yes. to go on to that marketplace and do that. Yeah. Also, we are now officially authorized by the FDA to use Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, and they have announced that states will be receiving those vaccines as early as Monday. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. cool. It is. It is. So if you are in, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a at-risk community, I guess. If you're at an at-risk community, if you are a first responder, if you are an essential worker, all of those kind of things, do your research about your industry, figure out whether you're on that list to get it in the first wave or not. And um, and if you are, tell us what it's like. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, like for real, like I want to talk to you. Yeah, so <laughs> call us at 10kdollarday at gmail.com because we got to talk about that. All right, Allison Burns, you ready for this weirdo story I've got? I'm always ready for weirdo stories that you got. I know you are. Okay, so I have two two stories and you can pick between them. Are you ready? Okay. The first one is, huh, I don't know about that. And then the second one is, huh, wow. Which one do you want? <laughs> um, I think I'll take the, huh, wow. Okay, huh, wow comes to us from a little village called, oh gosh, did I even write it down? <laughs> I did, but it auto-corrected. So oh, everyone, no. I know the name of this village is not guacamole, but that's what <laughs> my computer wrote down. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, well, oh, no. well, everyone, I'm so sorry to the residents of guacamole, which is not guacamole. This is so extra. So um, <laughs> there is a village... 
a fishing village not called guacamole in Venezuela. Uh It used to be the center of Venezuela's fish processing industry. But then Venezuela had this crazy economic collapse, like not even a 2020 collapse, but a very long term economic collapse. They've been in it for a while. And one of the consequences of that was a massive fuel shortage, which means that it's too expensive for these fishermen to actually put fuel into their boats to go get fish to sell. So, yeah, so this little village has really, really had this economic downturn. They are just in extreme poverty. However, in late September, mysterious treasure has started washing up on its shores. And we are talking gold and silver jewelry, (gasps) ornaments, golden nuggets. Some of these residents have been able to sell things for up to $1,500. They say that it's the miracle that's saving the village. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the New York Times analyzed one of the pieces and they can tell that it's actually modern. So people were thinking, oh, you know, like a pirate ship that, you know, treasure, like that kind of thing. But no, they... They don't know where this came from, but it is modern pieces. They've all been made within the last like hundred years. That means somebody, some like secret Santa is like going out on a boat and just like dumping stuff into the current to be like, I know you guys are a proud village. So we're going to give back by letting these things wash up on your shore. Ah, well, finally, there are conspiracy theories. And Mm -hmm. some people think that the government has started, has like put them on the shore. This is serious conspiracy theory guys yeah but that the government has planted the jewelry in order to make them not as mad at the government oh so that their like quality of life rises i don't know i know nothing about the nuances of venezuelan politics so i'm not even i I have no idea so insane i know but just to put into kind of relief about like what their life is like in this village Um, One of the quotes from this New York Times article is that the treasure has allowed one of the families that they are covering in the article, the treasure has allowed this family to go back to eating twice a day. (gasps) Oh, no. The youngest child in this family, two-year-old Theri, has gained weight in the past month, although she is still malnourished. The television is now on at all hours because he traded, he found like these earrings and traded them to get his television repaired for his family. The television is now on at all hours. It's fuzzy image showing a happy, prosperous nation because Venezuela's state channels are the only ones available. Ah. <sighs> Oh, it's called guaca. That's why my computer made it guacamole. Oh, okay. Guaca. <laughs> guaca. Guaca Venezuela. It's close. What about that crazy story, though? Can you imagine? Yeah, that's crazy. Treasure? Yeah, Insane. it's crazy. I mean, I'm, good for them. That's good news. I know they needed it so badly. Yeah. And whomever lost that treasure, I hope that they didn't need it as badly. Right. Oh, that's true. We ha- we didn't think about the person that lost it. <laughs> Someone lost it. But yeah. if they didn't really look for it or if they don't know where it's from, what if it's like stolen? Oh. Oh. Well, can you? Yeah, I guess you can't mark jewelry like that. You can. They can trace very expensive jewelry, but like normal jewelry. Yeah. The, it's mass produced. So you can't, you know. Huh. Right. All right. So going on to our next story, I think this we probably just have time for this and then happies. But 
just be aware that there is talk about vaccine passports. And I want to know what you think about this, Alison Burns. So basically, the International Air Transport Association Mm -hmm. is in the final stages of developing a digital COVID-19 vaccine passport. That's kind of like a pre-check. Two minutes remaining. And so they're trying to figure out how is there a way that they can make sure that everyone on a plane is COVID free without infringing upon privacy concerns. Okay. And so this is a really big, you know, how do we do that? What are we doing? Uh, Theme parks are also looking at this. The hotel industry is also looking at this in requiring vaccination. But then how do you do that? So one of the ways that hotelplanner.com is talking about it is that you would somehow have an identification number like with TSA, like my pre-check, mm-hmm. and you put that in your reservation. And when you show up at the front desk of the hotel, uh, they they check to see if you have COVID. I'm not really sure how that works because do you get have the test in the lobby? Like, I don't know. Ah. Oh, what? How, tell me what that reaction no, is. No, as soon as you, it's, it's, this is all I heard. So it's 2020 and now we have to get the mark of the beast. Like, that's what I heard. Oh, yeah. That's because you went to a really yeah, religious school. Oh, super religious. But in my head, I was like, so they want us to get some sort of like mark that says that we've had this thing put in us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. That doesn't bother me at all. But I also am not fully. I don't really know the nuances of the. Why did I say nuances twice in 10 minutes? I don't really understand. All the details of the mark of the bees. So, are the people who are marked the the ones who are clean, or the ones that are dirty? <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what movie you watch. Okay, see, so it's like I don't really know which one. No, way no, to no. Think mark of the beast then. is the one that's that uh, is basically. Well, I guess we're calling them clean and dirty. Ten, are the ones that are dirty? It's the nine, opposition of eight, God. Oh, so seven, this is clean. Six, this is opposite. No, of that. no, it would be bad. You have something in you. Two, no, but you means you're safe. One. 